Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. I'm going to try and get through this unscathed this week, but I'm a little sleep deprived, which we'll come to later on, um, because it's going to be part of a story a bit further down the line. The other thing I'm going to have to mention is it keeps going between perfectly still to quite breezy, so if there's a bit of wind noise, I'm apologising in advance. Right, let's get cracking with a bit of that twangy guitar. Monday. Okay, so I'm going to go from Jason Isbell to a gig that we went to a couple of weeks ago to a moment of near disaster. Uh, and this is all interlinked to the story that I forgot a, co- a couple of weeks ago and should have mentioned because it's very much a TFM thing and I can't believe I didn't throw it in. Um, so was, let's start with Jason Isbell. His new album's out. His new album is out and it's called Weather Veins and it is tremendous. It is absolutely tremendous. I can't rate it highly enough and the bit that I can't get over is the song's great but I can't get over how great it is lyrically and what is buried beneath an album that actually sounds a little bit you know, more upbeat than some of his, his, his other stuff but yet lyrically is actually quite dark. So I'm going to point you towards Weather Veins and say it's amazing, you need to give it a listen. We start in there because um, Mrs. Jason Isbell um, is um, an artist called Amanda Shires. And we went to see Amanda Shires. Uh, She was touring uh, a couple of weeks ago and we went to see her in uh, Manchester. And we, uh, it was a great night and it was a great gig and really, really good band, particularly as two of the band had been, had literally just dropped in to do the shows in the UK. I think she was over to do a festival and then she put some shows in to kind of tie it all together. Um, and so two of the two of the bands she brought with her and two of the band had, had joined uh, for this tour and the band were really, really, really good. And she's a really interesting songwriter and a really, really interesting vocalist as well. I'm not convinced the room really worked for her. I, I think a bigger room, more, something more like a theatre would have worked. It, it felt like a, it should have been a seated gig in what was more like a sweaty little rock club. But nevertheless, a really, a really enjoyable, um, you know, really enjoyable evening. The drama takes place as we're trying to get there um, because we'd kind of gone the wrong way. Um, and I do find Manchester a little bit confusing, but this was on the outskirts of Manchester. I shouldn't have found this bit confusing. Anyway, we we go down a road. I thought I was going to get to a place, and I didn't. And then I thought, right, well, where do we go from here? And I and I I hung a right, and then I hung a left. And because that's where all the cars in front of me were going, so I just assumed, okay, well, that's where we're all going. That's fine. We'll just we'll just go with it. Um. As we hung this left, it was into a housing estate, a fairly new built housing estate, at which point Alison very, very cleverly said, I think this is the wrong way. And I did that thing where I looked at the sat-nav and said, well, the road goes all the way across. It goes all the way to join the main road again, and that's where we need to, we need to be over there. I can see the road we need to be on, and this, and, and this is showing us a road all the way. And she was like, OK, but all I'm saying is this doesn't look like it should be the way. Anyway, we carry on going. We get to the end of this housing estate. And then it turns into more of a single track road. The kind of, that kind of moment where you're going out of a town or a village into the countryside. And there's a very, very nice golf course on the left-hand side. And we carry on driving. And it starts to go from a road to a track. And then suddenly we start to go from a road to a very very pothole track and there are people walking and they're walking in the middle in that kind of way that suggests that as far as 
the locals are concerned, this is just a footpath, this is not a road. But I'm still pointing to the sat-nav and going, but it gets us to where we need to be. And we carry on going and we get slower and slower because the road is more and more and i don't mean little potholes i mean the kind of thing that is is off-roading terrain i'm going slow because if not i'm going to have no suspension left and we keep going we keep going and eventually in the distance i see the main road i see the road that we need to be on and i'm thinking i'm so vindicated by this and we and we carry on going and i i feel that that kind of crescendo inside of I was right, I was right, trust the technology. And as we get down, Alison just looks straight ahead and goes, that's a gate. And at the end of this road, there is a metal gate all the way across, one of those barrier gates, those kind of things that keep you out of parks and this, that and the other, that normally you only let an emergency vehicle through. And the last little bit of this road we have virtually been touching touching you know the the wall or the you know the 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 hedgerow either side so there is nowhere to turn around this is a this is a 2 to 3 mile reverse back to the closest point where we could theoretically do a 10 or a 15 point turn and we get to this gate and we park and i look at her in that kind of i can see where we want to be how have we ended up here? How have we ended up in this situation? Well, I know how I've ended up in this situation. It was me being a twit. But Alison then, because she is so, you know, so, so much better in these situations than clearly I am, just said, are you going to go and try that gate? And I get out the car. Unfortunately, there's no lock on it. And I pull the gate open and we drive through and we manage to get on the main road. But for that moment, I was faced with a two or three mile reverse back a very slow reverse back up a track and that i guess that's the moment just to say it's all right looking at the satellite and showing you clever by seeing there's a road but you never know when you're going to find yourself confronted with a gate tuesday I'm loving the whole right to repair thing. And I think the concept of of changing technology so it's less things that can't be repaired and going back to things that are easily repairable, which which harks back to, you know, I guess the kind of things that we grew up with. Um, I'm really liking that. And the obvious thing is white goods. The, I mean, washing machines is the, is the key one, really. Uh, we seem to have got into cycles of buying washing machines and them lasting four or five years or whatever and you know part of growing up was somebody around your house periodically with the back off a washing machine or the back off a fridge or the back off a television or whatever it was so the whole right to repair thing i'm really supportive of consequently the um the door mechanism has been flaky on our washing machine for a while and if you go back five years we'd have just said oh you know we've had it five years just buy a new one and I I didn't want to do that. So what's happened is on a couple of occasions I have I've patched up this door. Um, and the first the first part of the problem came. 
And because it's a piece of metal with kind of like a really mini thread in it, um, once that thread's gone, you are, because it's literally just a sheet of metal, you've nowhere to go. So I kind of got a, a slightly bigger screw um, that was, um, you know, that that was enabled me um, to, to, to kind of screw that in and, and create a new thread effectively. Um, so I did that first time around. Uh, and that worked for a little while. But then what's then happened is it's twisted and the brackets ended up breaking. So um, at this point, it was like, well, now what do we do? And of course, I said, no, we'll buy a bracket. We'll buy a bracket. So I've, I've got two problems now. I've got the problem of a broken bracket. That's 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 something we can do something with. And I've got the problem of um, the fact that the, you know, that... The, the way of attaching it to the the, the sheet of metal on the front on the uh, of the of the washing machine that's effectively gone so i needed to come up with a new way of doing that so um i i couldn't necessarily the the um, serial plate on the inside of the uh, the washing machine um door uh, had faded so i couldn't see the serial number but i found a bracket that looked very 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 similar to the one that we'd got so i ordered this bracket this bracket's arrived i haven't get it arrives yes it fits it absolutely fits no problem at all so strip down the the door take the door off put the new bracket on all fine I made the decision that I'm going to pull the washing machine out and I'm going to take the top off the washing machine and I'm going to actually attach the uh, the door uh, using a bolt, effectively. So I'm I'm reaching down into the washing machine and doing that thing where your arm's in a really weird position but manage to get a bolt into um, the, the, the top part of this hinge. So the bit that was the, the main problem I've now effectively fixed because I've gone from a, a sort of a self-tapping screw thing, I've gone to a bolt, so it's attached both sides of this piece of metal. Fantastic, I can tighten it up, absolutely superb, no problem. All that gets done, door won't close. I get slightly frustrated with it, I take it all apart, I put it all back again, assuming I've not quite got something in line. Second time round, I'm really pleased with it. Absolutely, I've, I've, I've been really patient, I'm sweating buckets, I've been really patient, hot room, hot day, still won't close. What I then realise is by putting the two brackets together that while they are exactly the same dimension on two planes, they're a totally different dimension on the third. And actually the arms of the, uh, of the little uh, spigots that go on the door are too short. That's why it's catching. Bugger. I've now ordered the correct one and I'll go through the process again, hopefully Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> I listened to an interview with Angela Rayner. She was on James O'Brien and LBC. And I thought she fielded some quite unreasonable questions. Um, right, OK, let's start that again. I don't think the question is necessarily unreasonable. But I think we're going to slip into um, a problem if we're not careful with the level of expectation of what the next government can actually do. Um, because unlike if you look at 97, and the danger for Labour will always be the 97 analogy, if you look at 97, the economy was actually bouncing back. We weren't in a bad situation. We certainly weren't in the situation that we're in at the moment. And the situation we're in at the moment is dire in terms of the amount of money that is just going on servicing debt. We've, we've got the worst of all scenarios at the moment. We've got high interest rates. We've got high inflation. We've got an economy that's not growing. Normally, 
normally inflation would probably be driven, you know, by the fact that, that, that something's going well. But actually, it's not being driven by that. Um, external factors are driving up the price of things. And of course, the, the price of things are also being impacted by how much it's costing to service debt. So it's a horrible situation. And whilst I listened to the conversation and a lot of sensible things, to a certain extent sensible things were said. I mean, look, I, should we renationalise the railways? Yes, I think we should. Should we, should we, should we take things like the, the, you know, the utilities back into public ownership? Yes, I think we should. Can we afford to do it? No, we can't. We absolutely can't. And, you know, we're looking at an experiment that appears to have failed quite badly in a lot of situations because the bit that was supposed to happen, the investment that was supposed to happen, never happened. So that was one area where she was she was trying to be pragmatic and say, look, we'll, yes, we want to do these things. And yes, we, you know, we will take back, um, you know, the, the rail uh, franchises as they as they come up but we can't afford to buy them all out in the beginning um, what we are going to have to do with some of these things is we are going to have to properly legislate so for things like um, or the utilities we're going to have to regulate properly and we're going to have to hold these companies to account so they don't throw sewage into the water so they do put investment in so they do fix leaking pipes so they do fix and so on and so on and there was two or three areas where I think um if we're not careful, we're desperate for change and nothing can be worse than what we've got. But we, we have to look and say, this next government's going to have one arm tied behind its back for a, a, at least the first term of government. Um, and if they can take the heat out of what's going on and we can have some kind of sensible back in place, then we are going to have to give them a bit of leeway because they haven't been responsible for the fact that for over the last 13 years, nothing has got better. Literally nothing in the last 13 years has got better. So I thought she fronted up quite well. Um, I, I, I take the, the, the point on things like public order and some of those kind of things. They're, they're tricky and maybe Labour does need to look at that. But the whole Brexit thing, and look, I'm the f I am the first person that would love to turn the clock back on Brexit. I really, really would. But at the same time, I also accept that at the moment, rejoining is not, it, it, that will not solve the problem of where we are. We have to align more closely first with a view that actually we have a sensible discussion about what our relationship with Europe looks like in the next 10, 15, 20 years. But at the moment, let's just take away the pain. Let's just take away the pain of, of you know, decisions made for jingoistic reasons on the back of, on the back of something that was never an argument in the first place. Um, so I think in that respect, it's right as well. I know that I know it's sixty forty or sixty five thirty five people now. You know, there's buyer's remorse with regard to Brexit. I am absolutely at the the front of that. But practically, pragmatically, that's not where we need to actually spend our time at the moment because it's the it's it's education, it's health, it's basic public law and order. These are the things that are really broken, and we need to tackle these absolutely first up so in that respect i think she got it about right thursday well i've actually managed quite well so far in fact i've been banging on like a good one even though i'm tired um let's give you the reason why i'm tired um so it's 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 the thing i wasn't really prepared for actually um and that was that's josh's problem 
Um, he's finished, he's done his GCSEs, he's finished high school. We had the high school prom. Um, the evening kicked off at five o'clock with pre-prom drinks for um, his group of friends. There's about 12 or 13 lads. Uh, and we, we went around to one of the parents' gardens and we had we all had a, you know, a, a nice kind of get-together in the sunshine and they all got ready and they travelled off to the prom together and we had an early evening drink and that's all fine. And the prom itself, great, down at the football stadium in Huddersfield, all great, finished up by half ten. The thing is the after-prom. And this is the bit where we, we get 16-year-olds behaving like they're 18, which of course we all did. We all did this. We all went to parties when we were 16, 17, 18. And this is the first blast. This is the first chance for them to to to, to really push against um you know uh, the norms and go and 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 have a blowout and there was and somebody had a big garden um it was a farmer actually they had a big barn and somebody set up this barn for a party and i don't know 100 kids they're not kids are they 100 young people ended up in this this barn uh for this 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 after prom uh and a great time was had by all as far as I'm aware, and he disappeared off with a few cans of cider, and because I guess there's a kind of liberal nature about a lot of the, the parents around here, um, and because it's a relatively nice place, we didn't worry too much about what what time you're coming home. It was kind of loose. There was kind of a talk of about two o'clock, and it was kind of all kind of loose. And okay, so he gets collected from the the, the prom off to the after party. Um, Alison does that, walks back in about quarter past 11. And we don't know what's going to happen next. He's got money for a taxi. There's a whole group of them. We're fairly comfortable. They're a sensible bunch. Um, Leave them to get on with it. Give them that bit of responsibility. See what happens. You can always pick up the pieces. Um, I wake up at one. I drift off to sleep. I wake up at one o'clock. Alison's fast asleep. I do the thing I never expected to do, which I, I, I can't get back to sleep. I'm not concerned about him, but somehow because he's not in, I I don't want to go back to sleep. So I spend the next two and a half hours reading all about the day's play at the cricket, reading Twitter, reading all the Sheffield United transfer news, going through all the politics stuff. I stare at a screen for two and a half hours, stare at my computer for two and a half hours, watch the clips of the cricket, all manner of things. Don't realise I'm doing it for two and a half hours, I just am. Um, Alison pops her head around the door 20 past 3 uh, what should we do? I said well we've got to leave him we've got to leave him he'll, he'll this is you know we'll, we'll let's let's see where we end up um, I go back up to bed I drift off she wakes me up at 20 past 4 I'm going to ring him right okay so she rings him and he's 10 minutes away from home or 15 minutes away from home uh, finally walks in the three of them walk back together they try to get a taxi they couldn't get a taxi they walk in 20 to 5. We've all done it. We've all done it. Okay, we've maybe not done it at 16, but we've all done it. Um, I'm knackered. I'm knackered. Because I was up at 8 and basically just couldn't settle. I'm actually quite pleased we've got it out of the way. I think it's something that, for whatever reason, because it wasn't part of my upbringing and I had no knowledge of it, I wasn't quite prepared for what it all was. Um Josh sleeps through till one o'clock and he's had a nice quiet afternoon. He's feeling fine. He's a bit peckish now. Apart from that, he's fine. Alice and I, we look like we've been hit by a bus. We will not be out of bed late tonight. Friday. 
I'm going to finish really quickly. This is going to be the shortest Friday for a long, long time. Uh, I didn't really know what I was going to talk about today, um, but I've been walking, I've been out for my walk, um, which I've, I've put off and put off and put off, but I've been off and I've, I've done it uh, this evening. And I've, I've, uh, I was walking back along the road, I've walked, and, and I've walked up and down this road for ages, and run up and down this road, and I happen to glance left as I go past a building, there's a quarry up on the, uh, about a mile and a bit away from the house, and I walk past this quarry, and there's a couple of buildings there that are attached to the quarry, and there's offices, I don't quite know exactly what they do, but they're there, a bit like a, you know, it's like a small little industrial thing. And I walk past, and the back of this building, and I turn to my left, and there's a urinal plumbed in on the wall. I have no idea why, on the back of a building, with nothing to delineate it, no kind of shelter around it, nothing at all, just on a wall, but plumbed in, a urinal. I took a picture of it, I'll put it on my Instagram feed. If anybody can answer me why you would put a urinal, plumbing a urinal, on the back of a of a industrial unit wall, I really would like quite like to know, outside of the obvious... If you're going to do what you would use a, re- a urinal for, you don't. You, there's a wall there. You don't. You don't you, I mean, are we really desperately trying to save the block work? So I'm still confused as to why there's a urinal on that back wall. And on that, I'll leave you. I wish you a very pleasant weekend. If you're watching the remainder of the test match, enjoy because I think it's going to be a belting day tomorrow. Uh, and I'll I'll speak to you next week. therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production